Uh, so very good morning to all at South Green. It's great to be with you as always. Um, so, I mean, Norman, thank you so much for your prayers um, and for everything you said. And actually, that's, yeah, that's really moved me. It just made me think about the world that, the world that we live in um, and the world that we're giving to the people of tomorrow, to the young people who left this morning. Like, what kind of world are we giving over to them? Um, and, and actually, that thought has kind of been what's inspired what I want to say this morning. Um, surprisingly, this morning, I've chosen to talk about the topic of how excited, how unexpected. Um, <laughs> and the reason I, I thought about this is because I feel like we live in a world that has much potential, don't we? Like Martin, one of the things that Martin prayed um, as we were kind of openly giving thanks was just of all the possibilities of like springtime and harvest every year that things grow, um, things are given new life. So obviously this, um, this started off just from a tree and it grew and it got to this point and now we've used the potential that was within that tree, within that seed um, and actually we're going to give it to someone and hopefully it's going it's to be a good gift to somebody it's going to change their life. Um, but sadly I feel like we live in a world that's full of so much potential that hasn't been used. Um, my mum's here today, and she can attest to this. So we have, so in our in our garden, there's um, this apple tree that kind of overhangs from our neighbour's house. Um, and every year the apples just drop, and every year they rot because we just can't be bothered to, you know, what I mean, actually pick them up and use them. So they just, and and sometimes they deteriorate and they just get worse and worse. To touch this, but they look like this. So they're kind of, so they're brown and they're shriveled and they just get smaller and smaller and we end up just throwing them away because they're basically like of no use. So I hope no one would want, want to use that. Um, and it reminds me again of, of like the world we live in. So uh, I used to come to this church and I moved to Norwich about last year in July, um, start a new job. And I, obviously I live with, I live with two other guys and um, who are about my age, like mid-twenties, and one day on a Friday, well, it was, I, I came back from a friend's house quite late. So it was on a Friday morning, came in probably about one o'clock-ish, came up the stairs, and if you can imagine, I've got this spiral staircase. So as you're coming up this staircase, uh, my bedroom is off to the left, and my, house, my housemate's bedroom is just in front. And his door was slightly ajar, and I was thinking at one o'clock, why is his door open? I'm sure he's sleeping. And I looked in the door, and I cracked it open, and I could see that he was lying on the floor, um, and I couldn't tell what was around him, and I switched the light on. And it was, it's, yeah, it's not the best image, but he was lying like, on the floor. And I just thought, what? Like, what, is, what is going on? And it turns out he'd just been out the night before. Basically, he'd come back, and he'd literally just collapsed. And, and he was just in his own... Yeah, you know what I mean? And, and it just made me think, like, almost sometimes about this apple. Like, we live in a world full of so much potential... But a lot of it just hasn't been used. A lot of it hasn't been harvested. A lot of people aren't actually serving the Lord. So their, their life is almost going to waste. Um, and I've just, really, I've just really been thinking about, like, God, what do you want us to do about that? Like, about that situation. About his life. Because he is such a nice person. He's so good to me. Um, he doesn't necessarily follow God. I also talk to him about it. But he's got so much potential in his life. There's so much he can do. So much goodness in him. And I was just thinking, Lord... Like, how can we, as, as those who follow the Lord, bring that out? Bring that out of other people? So, as I was thinking about that, I was drawn to this passage. It's in Matthew 9, and it's verses 35 to 38. So, it's Matthew 9, verses 35 to 38. Um, 
And Norman, if you could. Oh, oh, perfect. <laughs> yes. First choice is back in. All right. So, <laughs> so yeah, David, if you could, if that would be right, yeah, if you could read that Matthew 9, verse 35. Yeah. Jesus went Okay, thank you so much. Beautifully read, as always. Um, so, what I want to do is, I just want to go through that passage, um, just verse by verse, maybe thinking about like, what was Jesus saying to the people at that time who were right in front of him, and the disciples he was talking to, and then also what is good God saying to us today. And when I say us today, I think sometimes by that people take a kind of, maybe in this country at this time, like these last, I, I literally mean today. Like, what is Jesus actually saying to us today as we sit in the chairs that we're sitting in or as we stand up here? So, that first um, kind of picture the image. So, Jesus is starting his ministry. So, Jesus is starting this project. Have you ever started a project or started a new relationship or um, just had a new job to do? You try and start with a vision, don't you? You, Like... You, you look at the situation and you, and you can imagine how you want it to be. Like if you move into a new home and you think, okay, I, I could do this. Maybe you could knock that wall down, repaper, like repaint. You want to have the vision and you want to be clear in your mind. And um, Jesus had a vision. And Jesus' vision was of the kingdom, this kingdom of God. So looking at verse 35, it says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and so the places where they worshipped, preaching and teaching the good news of the kingdom. And it really made me think, I mean, a lot of books have been written about this, and I might not be able to explain it in the time we have today, but thinking about, okay, what is that, like, what is that kingdom? Like, what does that mean? Um, And essentially what it means is, it's like the kingship of God. Now, I wish I was a better drawer, um, and I will do my best, but basically, like, the the kingship of God. So, so finally, Jesus was saying that, that, like, at this time, God was going to be king. Uh, because the people who he was speaking to, obviously they had kings, they, they had leaders. Um, and just like some of the stuff that you were fundraising for, Joan, obviously uh, around the world, there are lots of leaders who don't do a good job. Um, there are lots of leaders who oppress their people. And the people in Jesus' time were oppressed. So actually they were looking for a new political leader, like a new political king. And actually that was needed. And that's the kind of thing that we pray for a lot of the time, isn't it? But what Jesus was saying was that actually, like, God was going to be king. Like, for once, God was actually truly going to be in charge, and that's what he was bringing, a time when God would be enthroned. Um, A theologian called John Drain kind of wrote about this, and he said um, that a new state, so if Jesus was to just come and kind of bring new political leadership, leadership, even though it was needed, if he was just to bring that, a new state would simply replace the old authoritarianism, so the old way of doing things, with a new one. But a new society, so like a whole new way of living, um, would actually give people a new and a fresh reality of freedom, of justice, and the presence of God in their own lives. So actually, when I think about the... So I'm going to use some of these fruits to maybe illustrate these points. And when when I think about uh, the fruit that might help us to think about this, I think about an an avocado. Now, I'm not going to lie, I'm not the biggest fan of avocados. I do have a friend who every day, like for dinner, has avocado on toast. 
is that I didn't, I didn't realise yeah, that that was enough for a meal, but apparently it is. Um, and, and the reason I thought about an avocado was because an avocado has a very big, if I've done this right, seed, like right, right in the middle. And if you think about um, our world, our, our life, the world that God has come to change, um, as this whole fruit, I think the kingdom of God is the centre. Like, basically what Jesus is saying is, no, God's, God's actually going to be right at the centre of what's going on, of what's being done. So, take this over. So I think about big seeds. So God is saying, so Jesus is saying, first of all, to the people around him, I've come to show you this seed um, and to show you a new way of living. And it's interesting, um, Norman said it, like, say, that man in America, if he was following the Lord, he wouldn't have made the decision he made. He might have still struggled in his life, um, but he'd realise that there's, there's more to life, like, there's more going on, there's more happening on this planet. And what Jesus was saying is, in us having a new leader who comes in at the top and like his, his or her wisdom filters down, actually we're going to change the world from the bottom up. So all of us here are going to live in light of that seed in the middle, live in light of God's kingdom. And actually that's slowly going to filter up and change the whole world. If we all live under God's kingship and as if God was king, then God's kingdom would actually come because he would be enthroned in all of our lives and we would run, obviously, the societies and the worlds that we live in. So that's the first thing. Um, God came, Jesus came to show that actually the kingdom is at the centre of everything that we're doing. Sorry, I had to eat a bit of that because it was on my hand and I thought, am I just going to flip that at some or am I just going to eat it? Um, <laughs> so, moving on to the next verse, verse 36. So that says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they, because they were harassed and helpless, like sheep without a shepherd. So, uh, the first bit of that verse, when he saw the crowds, so that's kind of talking about Jesus seeing the crowds everywhere he went, uh, not just one big crowd. So say, Jesus saw the crowd here today in South Green, he saw the crowds at Perry Street, he saw the crowds at Sunnymead. So he's kind of seeing, he's thinking about all the people that he's seen, all the people that he's been speaking to. Then the second part of the verse. Um, and he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless. So, um, what I wanted to say about this verse is that Jesus has, has come to make people free, but free for use. So he's come to make us free, but free to actually be used. To be used. Because in the verse, he's saying they're harassed, they're helpless. Some other words that could be used are, if you can see this, and if I spell it correctly, um, <laughs> words like weary, cast away, uh, distressed and dispirited. So these are the things that he sees in people. And those are the things that we see as well, don't we, in the, in the world that we're living in now. And he paints this really unnatural picture of sheep. I mean, maybe to us, I'm not going to lie, see sheep every day <laughs> in my day-to-day life. Um, he did, and that's why he pointed to it. But maybe to us it would be like uh, a driver having no car. And as I wrote that, I realised actually 
we have invented driverless cars, but just that concept fills you with unease, doesn't it? Like, it, like imagine you going down the motorway, going down the M25, on the fast lane, like a car goes past you that has no driver in it. You'd be like, well, like you know, it, it might happen one day, but it would be so unnatural because we have the sense that, no, like these things should, like a vehicle, like a car, needs some kind of control. A plane needs a pilot. A sheep needs a shepherd. And Jesus looks at the world and he says, actually, you guys are like, yeah, sheeps without shepherds. But weirdly, very strangely, the world that we live in says sometimes, actually, it's better to be free, isn't it? Actually, free being like a sheep without a shepherd. You know, it's, it's freedom, is, freedom is the ability to choose to do whatever you want. And actually, the world that we live in tells us that if you achieve that real freedom, then you'll have true happiness and true joy by having the ability to do absolutely anything you want to do. Now, it's interesting. We could think about these fruit, and we could think about these grapes, and we could say, well, maybe these grapes aren't really free, because actually they're kind of stuck to the vine, they're maybe in the packaging, or maybe they're in my hand. So what, what if I said, actually, maybe we need to free these grapes? We need to chuck them everywhere, we need to put them under people's feet, we need to pop them around the back of the room. Like, so now... So now all these grapes are free, aren't they, in a sense? But actually, what are they, what are they free to do now? <laughs> so what, what, what did somebody say? Yeah, so, so they're free to get squashed, they're free to rot, uh, they're free to be destroyed, they're free to be thrown away, hopefully, obviously, in the food waste bin. Right? Um, <laughs> but, but that's now what they're free to, to be used for, to be used for nothing. Which, which isn't their purpose. Now, what their purpose is, is that to actually provide sustenance and goodness to other people. So I could hand it to Joan. Joan, how is your experience now of, of this grape? How do you feel once you've actually chewed it? In? Very sweet and juicy. Very sweet and juicy. So now that grape has actually achieved its full purpose. Um, by being in some kind of structure, um, by being in the structure of the kingdom of God, so actually what Jesus said is he's come, one, obviously to bring the kingdom to be the centre of our lives and to actually bring that, that structure, fill that void, to provide that structure that actually makes us truly free, truly free to be used and uh, truly to like live out our purpose. And isn't that, like, that's amazing. That's what Jesus has come to do. And that's what the harvest means, actually taking what's raw and bringing its goodness out and putting it in the hands of its maker, in the hands of the one it's meant to be used for. But how do we, like, how do we get to this point? How do we get to this point of fullness? And I flip over and I hope there, I hope there is another page. There is tremendous. So, so how do we get to this point? Um, and to see how we do that, we're just going to look at our final two verses. So verses 37 and 38. So then he, Jesus obviously, said to his disciples, to those who followed him, like we say we're following him, um, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So, the big thing that I want us to remember, thing else, is this. You can move sideways. Um, that God is working. 
And I think sometimes that's hard to believe, isn't it? <laughs> like if you live in the world that we live in, if you have the neighbours that we have, if you work with the people we work with, um, if you live with the people I live with, you actually think, well, is God doing anything? I feel like I'm the one who's putting in all the effort. I'm the one doing all the praying. I'm the one doing all the prodding and pushing of, of people, maybe like grandkids, children, like brothers, sisters. I'm the one that is trying to help them to know what they were created for so they'd be free to be used by God. But actually, God is working. It says that the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are... So it's not that, in a sense, we're not doing enough, we're not praying hard enough. It's actually, we're maybe just not getting involved with what God is doing. Like, God is ahead of us, calling us forward. We're not ahead of him, trying to drag him along with what we're doing, with Alpha, or with whatever outreach we're doing at the moment. Um, and, what, and, and sometimes we don't, we don't have that image right in our mind, do we? I was at an, a, a lead, kind of a leadership away morning with the ch- ch- at the church I go to in Norwich last weekend or two weekends ago. And um, what we were told to do is we were told to go and sit by we didn't know, um, tell them like our testimony, why we became a Christian, and then also tell them why we were here today, why are you at this kind of leadership away morning thing. And I, say, and I said to somebody, and in brief, it's just that um, I'd always gone to church when I was younger, um, but I'd never really believed it, and I just didn't think it was that important, to be honest. And then um, as I was in first year at university, in probably March-ish of 2010, when I was, I was 18, um, and I just had this sense that the way that I was living wasn't right, and I just couldn't shake it for days. And I'd never thought that before. It never really occurred to me. I thought I was doing a pretty good job. Um, <laughs> And after months of searching, I kind of found Jesus and I found like this way and that brought me some peace. And I've just been following that since then. And this is what I told to the person sitting next to me. Um, and then they had to tell your testimony to everybody else, basically the other about 10 people who were there. Um, and what I ended up saying was that, oh, you know, Alute had some really influential friends in his life um, who led him and he was really inspired by them and he kind of changed. Which is kind of the story, but actually what God was working, like God was going first, and then I had some really influential people who really did help me and put me in the position that I'm in today, um, but they, they were working alongside God and God was working alongside them and that's the thing I think God really wants us um, to have in mind, that he's going before and he's the one who's preparing hearts, he's the one who's speaking to the people even now that we'd want to be here today on Sunday, but who aren't. He's, he's working on them. He is, he's as concerned as we are. To do, then, if God is working, God's actually doing all this stuff, like God is, God is ahead of us. What's our response? What is he calling us to do? Simply, to go and be in the field. He's basically calling us to reap where he's sown isn't he? He's, he's calling us to be who we are in the presence of those who, who don't know him. And it might be a small step with my housemate. It's just asking him to, to come to church with me, talking to him, trying to get him to like a midweek group. It's just trying to be myself, you know? Um, and all of us, like my favourite fruit and the best fruit of all time, um, we're a bit like bananas, aren't we? In a way. <laughs> So some bananas are like this way, okay, 
you're wrong. I think the, these, uh, this is not how bananas should be. Um, but some bananas aren't, they're not, they're not quite ripe, are they? They're not quite ready for you. Sorry if you do really love it this way. Um, I just disagree. Um, so some of them aren't quite ready for use. Like they're hard, you know, like they're a bit stale. Um, hmm? They're raw. They're <laughs> a stronger word. They're raw. Um, and if I was to bite into this banana, struggle to even open it. Yeah. I would notice that it's a bit hard. It's not, it's not quite ready. You know, it's not quite there. And some of us are, are kind of, we're like this. We're at this stage. Like, we're, we're not quite there. Um, it might be that we feel, we feel that we're not equipped. Like, God is calling us to speak to this person. I have no idea what to say, to be honest. I'm just kind of looking at them and they're telling me everything that's wrong in their life and I'm thinking, okay, that... I don't, know, I don't know what to say, I have no words. Um, or it might be that just we, we really don't want to get involved the people that are involved in the lives of others and they seem a bit downtrodden, they seem a bit beaten down. I, I don't want to take that step. And I think one of the things that God, is, God might be saying to us or to you, if, if you feel like that's the situation you're in, is to actually, in a way, to give other bananas. So, um, <laughs> so for those of us who I don't know, in and out. But when bananas are together, they do ripen each other, don't they? There's a chemical that's released that ripens other fruits. Um, banana, by putting this one in a totally different room, you know? I don't think we're going to ripen through walls. I don't think we're going to ripen across towns. Um, so I think what God is saying is he actually just wants us to get closer to each other and to be open, if, if, you know, if that's the situation, if that's what's going on, actually just to be open with one another, um, to be close to one another so that we can grow. Um, and to form new habits as well, because I think our habits today really do decisions tomorrow, don't they? So forming new habits, maybe getting closer to other people. Now, some of us might feel like, you know, we're, slow, we're slightly over-ripened. We've kind of got to the point where we've been doing all this stuff for God for so long, um, and maybe you feel like you haven't, or I haven't seen much fruit. And, and, and if, well, I'm not going to eat this one, actually, no, that's too far. But, um, <laughs> but if, I, if I was to, I know I'd notice that it's, uh, it's mushy, it's soft, it's kind of weak, it's been, definitely looks at least like it's been through the wars, you know what I mean? Some of us feel like we, we are in that position, don't we? Um, and I think often, even though it's, we're told we need to be doing all the time, I think maybe sometimes God is just saying to us, like, just take a step back to reevaluate what we're doing for him in our lives, to slow down, to consider where we, where we want to go. And I think God will definitely talk to us. Something that I've started doing, I don't know if I'm losing my mind, maybe I am, is just at the end of every day, um, so I work as a trainee solicitor um, in Norfolk County Council up in North. And some days, yeah, you just hear so much, have so much to do, I don't understand what's going on. Uh, just at the end of the day, I come into my room, and I do literally just sit down. I just sit down and I relax for about 10, 15 minutes just in God's presence. Um, and I just kind of take in his goodness, think about the day, think about the world that I live in, maybe like my family, the good things that he's given me. And I just refresh and I can start again. So... Oh, no! <laughs> missed it somehow. It's divine intervention for this great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so, so maybe that's something that we could try and practice just taking, taking a step back like refreshing ourselves so that, we're, so that we do get into this position 
So, I believe that God is at work. I believe that he is speaking to us. He came, first of all, to tell us about his kingdom, like about him being at the centre, him being king. And he's calling us to live as, as if, and because he is, live as if he is king, like he is enthroned, live in accordance to his laws, in accordance with his laws. He's calling us to be free, truly free, free from like fear and shame, um, but actually free to be used, free to live the life that he's, he's called us to, and, and he's put a seed in every single one of us. Um, that's directing us towards our, our specific purpose. And, he want, and he's also calling us to, to, be, to be ready to go into his field, to help the people that we know and that we love to take that next step in their life. Now, I think it's really powerful for us to respond, like for us to, to do something, to take some step, um, to do something physical in a way, as a way of saying to God, I've heard you and I'm, I'm going to do what you're calling me to do. Even if that means like relaxing, not on a grape, but just relaxing and sitting, sitting down, like maybe just spending time in his presence. So um, you will have, most of you, a piece of paper um, and a pen on your chair. There are some spare ones if people do need. There are some spare ones around here. If missing any, yeah. Um, I'll grab this one as well, yeah. Thank you very much. Yes, perfect. And some more pens. Anybody needs any more pens? I'll give this one here. Right. Um, and so what I want us to do is I want us to actually think about, we're just going to take 30, 40 seconds of just silence to just to, to think and consider, to take in what God has been saying, maybe through the whole week, maybe through months, um, or maybe just today. Like, what God is saying to us. Like, what's that next step that he wants us to take? Um, whether it's a step back, whether, whether it's a step forward to finally maybe go to that small group that you've been saying to yourself, I need to get to that. Or maybe it's to, obviously, to get involved yeah, with what Roger and Sally are doing and saying, actually, no, God's put that on my heart. I need to go there and pray on a Thursday. That's what I need to do. Um, but I think, yeah, God has given us all enough intelligence, enough of the Holy Spirit to know what he wants us to do. So you have your pieces of paper. And what I want you to write down is just the next step for you. What do you feel like God is actually putting on your heart? And keep that, and keep that for yourself. Um, and pray into it. And through God's strength, we're going we're to do what he's, what he's calling us to do. We're going to respond in the way that he's called us to. So if we're all just going to take about um, 30 or 40 seconds just of silence, just to consider what's, what's been said and what God is saying to us. So, thank you so much for your time. Um, I really do pray that God has spoken to you um, and that what he's told you to do, you, you take that, you take whatever you have and, and you give it to him and you take that next step, even if it's like just a pocket full of faith, if you don't have much to give, that you would just give that to God today. Um, so I will pray to close in the band, if you could come up. So I just thank you and I just praise you, Lord, um, for all the good gifts you've given to us. I pray that you would bless us. And so may God, who is the source of all goodness and growth, pour his blessing upon all things he has created and upon us, his children, 
that we may use his gifts to his glory and for the good of all people. Amen.